recording, I guess. Alright, cool. Um, hello everybody! Uh, it's, it's been a week since we finished everything before Act 5, and, uh, now we are confronted with the staggering, stark reality of the situation, which is that the only thing that remains is Act 5 and everything after it. Yep. We're, we're really in it now. We're, I, I, I'd say we, we, we are entering peak Homestuck. I I have confidence. I feel in that. like we're looping what we said at the start of Act Four. No, no, no. no. Okay, we're, we're even <laughs> peaker. We're 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 at the peak of the peak. We're at the very mm-hmm. tippy top. We're at the, yeah. the needle point. Um, I know we talked a bit about Act Five in the broader context of it, like at the end of the last one. But in case there's anybody who's listening who is going through for the first time, they skip that because of spoilers. Do you want to, like, briefly discuss uh, Hivebent and how it destroyed the internet? Uh, yeah. Well, first of all, welcome welcome new listeners who are just now skipping to this episode so that you can get to the trolls. Um, <laughs> welcome! <laughs> uh, Act 5. Man. Uh, what a nightmare. What, what, what a complete sin of humanity. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so, like, okay, obviously, Act 5 is where we get the first, like, the troll, we get the first story or sub-story that really focuses completely on the trolls. Yeah. Uh, so there's Act 5, Act 1, there's Act 5, Act 2, and Act 5, Act 1 is refer is usually known as Hivebent, which is basically, like, a couple hundred pages of a documenting the trolls and their whole adventure and how that went down. Uh, spoiler, it goes down poorly. Um, but when this happened, like, these little funny little gray guys with the candy corn horns took the internet by fucking storm. Um, like, they were, like, they were everywhere. Everyone had, like, an icon. Like, or it was really common to see, like, icons of, uh, trolls. Um, there was, like, it, 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 because it was a little bit more recognizable than like just the generic, uh, like you could you could spot a Homestuck fan more easily because it was an actual distinct looking character and not like a you know black and white drawing of a human kid. Yeah, it suddenly became way more visible. People were asking like, "What's this comic? What is this? This looks cool." Uh, people would hear about it, and then they would. There it was a pretty common habit for people to just skip right to Act Five, Act One. Uh, to get to the trolls, um, which works for Act Five, Act One because Act Five, Act One is more or less self-contained. Once you get to Act Five, Act Two, that completely fucking falls apart. Yeah, and it left a lot of people confused in its wake of a uh, that of that happening. Yeah, and uh, Act Five, Act One, it wasn't. It didn't just take the internet by storm. Uh, the trolls are probably the most cosplayable thing in Homestuck. And oh yes, and who oh boy did the trolls take the convention scene by storm? Yes, man, <laughs> I, I I can't stand these these gray little dudes. <laughs> There's there is a uh, if you're willing to crank that sanity meter a little bit, there is an extensive history of Homestuck fans just being absolutely terrible at conventions in the early 2010s. <laughs> not not even just conventions, <laughs> um, like Applebee's as well. Uh, oh, listen, we, listeners, we can't talk. We cannot talk about that right now. Don't say anything <laughs> about <laughs> that video. 
we can bring that up in halfway through this episode when the 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 b word is oh yeah yeah yeah, okay yeah sure (laughs) um but yeah i don't have i need to work out the mental fortitude to talk about the applebee's video um but yeah no this is uh not this is like definitely the part of the comic that is most well known like defines it for a lot of people yeah Um, uh a lot of people the the trolls are like the first thing they see from homestuck like if you if if you talk to someone who's like never read homestuck they probably know what the trolls are just by visuals and a lot of people who who read homestuck for the first time and they've had that minute little exposure they get really confused when they start reading and they're not greeted by gray people right <laughs> yeah i mean like we're like 2000 pages in oh well, the first time we see a gray person is at the end of the inter- at the end of the intermission yeah but if you're the kind of person who's What's what's the rush of the comic to to get to the gray people? There's a good chance you also skip the intermission. Yeah. So yeah, um, but yeah, like, and, and even like you can tell, like even now, like the way that we decided to uh do the the ranking of our favorite trolls, like they're still regarded as like and kind of a uh their own. I don't I don't know how to describe it, but like not like their own thing, but like a a facet of the comic on their own that is incredibly yeah. uh, distinct. Yeah. But yeah. Um so yeah, do you want to do you want to uh kick into it? Yeah, sure. I I feel like right. we have a reasonable amount to get through. Yeah. I was surprised by the density of this reading. Um cuz you said 100 pages and 100 like 111 pages and I'm like, "Eh, that's easy." And then I start going through and it's all huge line it's all walls of text yeah uh act five is really where the dialogue ramps up but definitely in act five act one uh it's really front loaded with a lot of dialogue i know it like lets up on it towards the end of it but yeah a lot of words Mm -hmm. i I think uh i think act five act one is like sixty thousand words and it's it's just like i want to say it's like 600 and something pages so pretty dense pretty dense the even like the um the text on the pages is pretty dense in this one in this reading so far especially because it does a lot of like narration picking up the slack from uh redoing an act one style thing or like acts one through three for a different uh setting yeah but yeah so the 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 act, the act starts, um, opens on Alternia. This is the planet we're on. Um, it's got the two moons. Um, and we're introduced to, uh, our first, our first troll, who is, uh, Carcat. Um, it, it, it redoes the whole act one, like the first pages thing, where, you know, he's sitting in his, uh, troll word for bedroom. It's troll word for his 13th birthday. Uh, yada, yada, yada. And we learn that uh, this this funny little boy's name is Carcat Vantis, Carcino Geneticist, the one we have been hearing from the most up to this point. Yeah. And we learn some we learn we learn some things about him. Um. He's he's a fan of bad rom coms, which is a detail that has not really come through all that much up to this point. That I think is hilarious. Yeah. Um. He likes to program, but he's bad at it. 
uh, and he aspires to be a, a Threshecutioner, which is a, the mo- the deadliest members of troll society. Um, he's got a bunch of friends who drive him crazy. Um, I had forgotten like how much uh, Carcat's introduction is a basically a retrain of John. Yeah, in a lot of ways. Yeah, I was gonna say that <laughs> John and Carcat are like really similar, and mm-hmm. I don't know if that's Hussey being lazy. <laughs> Or if there's a purpose, like the fact that they're both like the quote unquote main character. Uh-huh. Uh but yeah, they're both like bad movies. <laughs> they're both bad programmers. Yeah. I mean the programming kind of takes a lot more I mean, we're gonna see, but like the the programming is definitely a lot more prominent here. Yeah. Um they use the same they have, they have the same programming language uh which we actually start to see how it works and the implications of it a little bit here um but first it kind of tours us through the uh carcat's respite block as it were um he's got a bunch of he's got the the funny troll bed that's full of slime uh i always was confused by this uh like the mechanics of it like do they just like I don't know. I I don't like the idea of sleeping in slime. Yeah, it it seems like it would be very uncomfortable. But it says later that the slime is like soothing. So I guess uh, <laughs> he's got a couple movie posters. Uh, there's there's troll John Cusack and troll Adam Sandler. Uh, all that shit. Um. Maybe I'm reading too far. Like, okay, I'm reading too far in the choke, definitely. But whenever it mentions like Troll Sandler or like like a- an actor's name but with Troll in front of it, I the little part of my brain that used to be really obsessed with like minutia starts to go off, and I'm like, that's not six letters and six letters. Yeah. Uh, I I thought about that too, and I think I think the thing worth noting is that like. It's the narrator saying mm-hmm. troll and the name. So I want to say that probably in troll society they have like actual troll names. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> Otherwise all that agonizing about getting my fan troll names to six letters and six letters is, uh, is was for naught. <laughs> Um, uh, so something that that's like really worth noting is uh, the status of the game in in Troll Society, the the equivalent of of Spurb. Uh, it sa- it says at this point that the game doesn't exist yet, and that's that's a very different situation from how it is on Earth, where it was like widely advertised, mass produced, all over the place. Everyone's hyped for it. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. yeah. There's a couple details that we kind of uh, that I we kind of I kind of glossed over from the the first couple pages, and the other one besides that was that uh, altern like Earth does not yet exist. Uh, Earth yeah. is, or Alternia is far, far in the past. Um, elsewhere in Paradox space. Um, that that's the other kind of interesting thing to me with this the whole running joke of like the troll actors is that there's no uh like 
given that there's no Earth counterpart yet, like, the role of Alternia in, like, I don't know, like, how Alternia is constructed in the image of Earth in a lot of ways. Yeah. Which is, there's another thing in here. Um, especially with uh, what it mentions about the um, the houses that they build, which is that when they're really young, the trolls are tasked with designing their own houses, and the troll society places a great amount of uh, weight on being architecturally adept from a young age, which from the start is like, okay, there's the... These kids are basically being groomed to play suburb or something like it in a way. Yeah. Which is especially interesting considering that we already have the detail that the game doesn't exist yet. Yeah. Uh we're um kind of jumped around here a little bit. Um there's the the Till Death handbook. Um and from the very first sight of seeing how this language is constructed, I fucking hate it. Oh yeah, I <laughs> I I had to sit there and think about it for a bit. And, uh, the syntax makes no it's sense. It's so stupid. <laughs> it's really, really dumb. Uh, I don't want to bog us down with comp sign nerd coding bullshit, but like, if, if dear listener, if you are reading this comic and you look at the code and it makes no sense, uh, I have I I have a salaried job writing code, and this doesn't make any sense to me either. So there's that. It's bullshit. I, I hate it. I, I think there have been a few instances where uh, some people in the fandom have actually tried to, like, make this a real programming language. Fuck you if you do that. And I've never heard, like, a success story of it. All the ones that I've seen are just people just completely failing at it and giving up on it because it's stupid. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's 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 loop-based. It's bad. It's stupid. I don't, okay, I don't want to dwell on that. <laughs> um, let's see. The there there so Carcat goes outside. Um, we see his big old fucked up house. Um, he 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 looks around and it does a little bit of the that that first intro flash we had in Act One. Um, but the narration derails it. It's like who gives a fuck? Uh, Carcat's a he's a he's a he's an ambitious guy. He's got big dreams. He doesn't have time for any of the mailbox shit. Um. And, and, and this is where, like, I started to really question how well I remember Carcat, because he's a real asshole. Oh, yeah. Like, a real asshole here. Oh, yeah. Um, like, even to a more extreme degree than he is, he has been before. Uh, like, early Hive Bent Carcat is just a, like, power-crazed dickhead. Yeah, it, it was kind of jarring for me, because, like, I'm used to, like new age car cat that is not this angry and mean it mm-hmm. it's it's really weird seeing it the, the, just seeing him this angry and and mean a lot of the dialogue for this was th- this this reading took me a long time to get through not only because it was so dense but because so much of the dialogue just made me tired reading yeah it. um uh, speaking of which um the first other the the first neutral we get introduced to in text in in Act Five is our our favorite. It's Gamzee. Um, it's the it's it's him. It man. Uh, in, ca- in case 
in case you're a listener who who skipped out on on the discussion last episode on our troll ranking, uh, we both hate this guy. We hate, <laughs> we, this, guy. We hate this guy so much. Uh, I, and you know, we can't really quite have context yet for why we hate him so much, but it, even just reading, even just this is like, I think pretty justifiable grounds to not want to hear from him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Gamzee is, um, well, this, this first, uh, interaction between the two, uh, I'm gonna be real. I I read the first like 20 pages of this reading, uh, like the day after we recorded the last episode. I got to this and I stopped, and I had to come back to it like two days later because <laughs> I wasn't ready to deal with Camzy dialogue. It um I I forgot that he was like the next one. Yeah, I hate it. Uh, <laughs> the basic rundown: Gamzy, he's a he's a really stereotypical stoner. He big big uh. Insane clown posse fan, juggalo guy. Um, all he does is sit around uh, fondling his horns, um, which was a comment that from Carcat that really called back some discourse about troll anatomy. Before yeah. I remembered that it's 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 in yeah yeah yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, the I don't want to dwell on this this pestilog too much because there's not really a lot of substance in it besides just this. I, I'm sorry, we're biased. I'm sorry. Um, the only thing I thought was interesting was that, like, uh, it, it makes reference to both Gamzee being Karkat's best friend and then Solix being Karkat's best friend. Like, they're all each other's best friends. Yeah. Even though they all hate each other. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the main, the, the, the key points that I wrote down were basically, like, everything that describes Gamzee as a juggalo, because it's not really, like, at this point, if you're a new reader, it, it's probably not obvious that he's a juggalo, because, uh, I mean, well, juggalos are kind of becoming relevant again, but... But juggalos were out of the landscape for a long time. Yeah, but back in the day, probably if you if you were on the internet and you, you read this bit, you, were, you would be like, oh, this guy's a juggalo, isn't he? Yeah. And the other key things to, to get out of this is, uh... Gamzee alludes to something big and that it's uh, TA's thing. So mm-hmm. TA is up to something. To an Armageddon. Yes. Yeah. Which is articulated in much clearer terms shortly. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Something about that is that um, a lot of, not all of them, but a lot of the trolls uh, are kind of modeled in the image of some archetypal internet stereotype. Yes. Uh, from when they were being written, when they were being written. Um, so, like, Gamzee's a juggalo, uh, Nepeta is, like, a roleplay furry, uh, like, Aridan is, like, a hipster. Um, I think Aridan one especially, I think the Aridan one especially is, like, has aged really weirdly because the image of, like, the hipster with the big rimmed glasses and, like, the stupid hair is, like, I don't know if it's completely relevant, but, like, it's such an archaic yeah, uh, stereotype. it is. And a lot of the trolls are like that. Um, especially the... Well, there will be a later set of trolls as well that are... That have aged... That is a representation of aged even more poorly. Um, but, yeah, I'm getting really ahead of myself. Um, but, yeah, so we get our first Gamzee dialogue. It's a slog to read. Um, I... This... Carcat is such an asshole... 
Like, maybe it's warranted here. I think if I had to talk to Gamzee, I would probably act about the same way. Um, but from the dial we've gotten from Karkat before, he's not this, like, aggressively... He's not this aggressive. Yeah. Well, I mean... Would you agree? Uh, now that I think about it, this is the earliest point in Karkat's timeline that we see him. So, yeah. there, there probably is just gonna be a general downward trend of his aggressiveness. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a lot right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. Um, we move past this. We get to Gamzee's actual introduction page. Um, a lot of talk about mysteries. Uh, he's a big fan of uh, Clouds of a Grim Persuasion, which may or may not be in full possession of their mental faculties. Um, he's part of a clown cult, uh, which foretells of a band of foretells of a band of rowdy and capricious minstrels, which will rise one day on a mythical paradise planet that does not exist yet. Um, kind of weird punch into the future there, in a in a in a in a way. Yeah. Um, but again, getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> um, he. Likes to ride the unicycle, even though his feet don't reach the pedals, at which point I started remembering that everyone had can of Gamzee is super short because yeah. of this. <laughs> Manlet Gamzee. <laughs> um, and uh, he likes all the juggalo shit like Figo baking and uh, the clown horns. Um, the comment I made earlier about the, hor- the horn fondling thing... Um, I I don't know if this is appropriate to raise, so you can stop me if you want. But uh, I, I believe because of this prior page, and there might be a couple other things, it was a really hotly debated point of contention in the fandom as to how sensitive troll horns were and whether they constituted an erogenous zone. Yeah. Uh, the only reason I'm not I'm not stopping you on this is because I was going to eventually bring it up at some point because mm-hmm. it was kind of a big thing. Yes. And I, I I think I think it adds a bit of mystery to that topic, especially with Gamzee's page, because he is surrounded by like actual horns. Yes. And I don't know. I don't know how I feel about troll anatomy debates. Yeah. Um now that we're in Act Five, there's a whole lot of really loaded things that we're gonna have to confront uh sooner or later. Yeah. Um. So, so might as well knock that one out of the way really early on. Yeah. Um, it, it it it's 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 really weird to like consider these topics again because I haven't thought about them in a very long time. And to me and and considering that I used to be a part of like the role playing scene, uh, I used to think about them like a lot and like actually debate with people on troll anatomy. So like, it's weird like revisiting that. that- that's excellent. I we will need your expertise uh for for the rest of this comic. Um yeah, I <laughs> Troll Anatomy was a horrifically hotly debated topic um for a really long time. Uh it, it, it made worse by like we haven't really talked about it, but um the way that they swear and they make, like, vague reference to body parts. Yeah. Um, like, bone bulge, like, that stuff. Um, yeah. that spawned a whole lot of discussion and speculation and just general nightmare activities about, like, what the actual 
anatomy of a troll is. And we're not going to get too into specifics, but let let that rest on your mind for a little Maybe we'll talk about it more later. Um, but I sure as hell don't want to talk about what people thought the troll penises looked like <laughs> in 2013 right now. Moving on. Um, Moving on. Anything to talk about not Gamzee. Um, Gamzee kind of fucks around a little bit. Uh, a, a mark of shame for me personally is that I thought the games was the funniest thing of all time when I was a kid. Yeah, I, I, I did too. And I I stopped finding him funny when uh when I was in high school I was like the person who got like my friend group into Homestuck and mm-hmm. there was there was this one guy in my friend group who became really obsessed with Gamzee and oh, no. it was the worst thing to ever happen because he started <laughs> like he started like doing like this this like. I think Gamzee sounds like this, so I'm gonna talk like this sometimes. And it was so bad. It was so bad. He he started getting obsessed with like clown iconography. Uh, oh God. Th- th- there's this very specific Gamzee AMV. It, it it it's 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 an AMV using the song called "Dirty Night Clowns," and he became obsessed with that song. And it to this day, I'm pretty sure he he's he's still like. A Gamzee Kenny. It, it, it's bad. Uh, it's bad. Uh, <laughs> he might not realize it, but I, I swear to God, I think he still is. Uh, oh God. Uh, yeah, my dark secret is that, um, the, the face he's making on page 2014 with like the rainbow flashing, uh, that was my Facebook profile picture <laughs> for a short period of time when I was like 13, 14. Um, yeah, I, Gamzee represents dark times for many of us. Oh, yeah. Moving. He's... I don't know. So, it's a little bit funny sometimes now. I think the Miracle Modus is a little bit entertaining uh, for a panel or two. Uh, But generally, I'm not, like... It's a little bit of, like, Penguin of Doom humor. Yeah. To me now. I I think most of the Gamzee humor kind of extends from the fact that Juggalos were considered like really funny back in the day just dunking on them uh particularly the the miracles music video oh yeah which is still funny it... the M- miracles is a really funny song yeah any of our younger listeners um or anyone who's not spent a million hours on know your meme fucking the miracles music video and like in the 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 line fucking magnets how do they work it was huge it, for a long time it was so big it's so funny <laughs> It's still pretty funny, yeah, I think. Yeah. Um I wanna give a yeah, shout out to ICP. Uh, ICP, I think history has vindicated them. Yeah, they're pretty base now. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah. Uh the the one detail here about games that we have to take somewhat seriously, uh, because it's a little bit strange and a topic of Gamsey discourse, is that we do get the detail that uh he likes to eat the slime in the in the uh the the pods. Yeah. And you're not supposed to eat that. Yeah. Uh it does just weird things to your head. Yeah, because like like I said earlier, it says that the the slime like soothes the minds of the trolls while they sleep. Mm-hmm. And if it does that while they're just it's on the outside of their body, uh if it's on the inside, I don't want to know. I don't want to know what's what it does to their brains. 
Yeah. And, um... Yeah, and it's a weird topic, because, like, drug addiction is, like, a problem. Yeah. Um, like, it's a... I, I, I personally think that, like, you should view drug addiction as, like, any other disability. Yeah. Um, and that people deserve to be helped out out of that. Um, but people like to talk about Gamzee's drug problems, from what I understand, and I, this is also my memory from, like, back in the day. Uh, Gamzee discourse about whether he's good or not, about how problematic he is, um, a lot of it would revolve around, like, he's not really responsible for his actions because of his, uh, drug addiction. Yeah. Which is its own giant can of worms. Um, and I, I, I don't know what purpose it was served by bringing this up, but, uh, it's, it's there, I guess. Yeah. And it's not that the, uh, the game, the game, discourse, it, it wasn't just the, the, the drug addiction thing. The, it's also brought up that, uh, his, his Lussus is never home, and so that, mm-hmm. that establishes, like, an absent parent situation, and yeah. uh, a lot of the discourse also involved that, and I, I don't know, like, it's, it's, it's valid points, but, like, Gamzee does a lot of things down the line, to, and people start, like, excusing his actions just because of these two points. Yes. Uh, Gamzee is, like, the opposite of Riska. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I will, I will not be elaborating. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, it does, it meant, yeah, it also mentions that, uh, yeah, Gamzee's, uh, guardian, Luce, Luce, Lucis, Lucis? Lucis, I always said Lucis. Lucis. uh. His, his guardian custodian is never home, uh. Trolls have custodians, and his is not here. Um, it also makes reference to the sea dwellers whenever he goes out to the ocean. Yeah. Uh, says, let's not hang out here because the sea dwellers are hostile. So there's that. Um, Gamzee, uh, has a, he has a brief conversation with Terezi. Um, Terezi, uh, pesters him. And, uh, in my notes, I just, again, I have, I hate Gamzee <laughs> written there. Just because I hate everything he says, and I hate all of the stupid turns of phrase he uses. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Terezi is here to try to uh, persuade Gamzee into playing a game uh, with her. Um, uh, yeah, and the, ga- the game is revealed to be what Twin Armageddon's is up to. Yes. Uh, t- she... she- Unfortunately, uh, fortunately for her, I guess, probably, she fails to persuade him at this point into playing the game. Um, he, 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 tr- he tries to forward her to Carcat, and she says, no, it sucks to play games with Carcat, at which point I imagine that Carcat is just that kid on, like, League or CSGO. <laughs> I don't know, I, I like that, I, the, the most I got out of this context was imagining Carcat calling people slurs on Call of Duty, ah! I thought that was really funny. I, oh, he would. He, yeah, yeah. As a kid, he definitely or would. Early Carcat definitely would, yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, we go back to Carcat, speaking of him. Um, we look a little bit more at his, uh, at the Till Death programs. Um, it kind of describes how the language works. Um, it's all loop-based, and every loop is meant to terminate, uh, based on the lifespan of some incredibly long-lasting, uh, construct that you can import. One of which being the universe. 
Um, and he looks at a one file that was sent to him by Solix, uh, to show off how good Solix is at writing viruses. Um, I try to make sense of how the the code looks. It it doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah, yeah. I also did that, and it it's <laughs> like the the loops are like overlapping, which yeah, is like not a thing that not that's a thing. not a thing you can do. Um, I, I, I see why would you do this? Um, but it describes that what that, what the virus supposedly does is that it causes the user's computer to explode, places a curse on the user along with everyone he knows and everyone he'll ever meet. Um, and it says that Kirkat will later run this code in a fit of stupidity. Uh, so we're getting off to a good start with trolls. Um, Speaking of Sigmund Solix, uh, Solix starts to pester Karkat, and this is really the point where, like, I had to, I had to breathe between reading Pestilogs, because, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, Solix is really hard to read. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, uh, Solix, uh, opens up trying to set him up to play a game with, with, with their friends, um... They do start off by shitting on Gamzee, which I quite appreciated. <laughs> um, I like them being edgy atheists about his clown religion. It's very funny. Uh, they elaborate. They, they allude a little bit to a game that's definitely not suburb. Um, immersive sim that will decide the fate of the civil civilization. Um, and he says that it's some crazy tech that uh, AA found in some ruins, uh, and... Or A.A. Zaradia, uh, and Karkat, uh, ex comments that he doesn't want to talk to her because she's too spooky. Um, and that he doesn't know why all of his friends are psychos, at which point Solix remarks that most trolls are. Which is kind of an interesting detail about trolls, is that, like, every single one of them has something insane defining characteristics. Yeah. Uh, which is, I think, part of why people love to make fan characters so much. Yeah. Fan trolls, especially. Yeah. Is because, like, it, you could go pretty hard into, like, Mary Sue territory, and it wouldn't be too out of line for what was actual for, like, what characters in the comic were like. Yeah. Where the trolls were. Um, they, they, uh, um... Karkat asks why the two of them are up to this whole secret thing with the with the game. Um, Solix kind of gets it off a little bit, and he says it's a private thing. He's appreciated if his boundaries were respected. At which point, uh, Karkat gets mad. Uh, they both get mad at each other. They start getting really, really aggressive and mad. Uh, get going this whole tangent about self hate, um, which <laughs> it's so hard to read. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, they, they, Solox explains he's setting up two, two teams, uh, to play the game, because even though the game is, uh, cooperative, he, he thinks that if it's, they make it competitive, then they'll be more motivated to win. Uh, also probably because a 12-person, like, a straight-up 12-person session loop would be a nightmare. Yeah. Um... Uh, Karkat's pissed that he was not appointed leader. Um, one of the big things with Karkat early on is that, like, he's super, super convinced that he's, like, a born leader. 
uh, and any like it's it's an affront to not make him the leader of this group. Um, they fight some more. It's horrible to read, and uh, they they sign off by affirming that they're they're still friends despite just just like doing these incredibly visceral digs at each other. Yeah. It, I, 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 you talk about this. It's so uh, uh. it. It's weird. It's weird to read. I don't know. I okay. The these these like early troll sequences. These pester logs. They're the. There's definitely something that you can like get out of it about the relationship between the characters. But mm-hmm. but it's so hard to like look past the quirks that they're typing in. <laughs> I was even talking about how hard it is to like physically read Sox's text. We're just talking about how cruel they are. I yeah, they're being cruel, but like I'm I'm reading it and I all, all I'm seeing is like nonsense. It <laughs> unfortunate. It is unfortunate. Um... I, I do believe that there is a uh, there's a browser extension I think you can get for either Firefox or Chrome that like uh, de de quirks the text, yeah. which makes it a lot more readable. Um, I feel like it really pr- probably wouldn't be too hard to actually uh, implement something like that. Yeah. Um, maybe I'll I don't know maybe I'll see if I can bang something together like that if I ever learn how to write a browser extension. But yeah. Yeah. But yeah, um, they're being they're yeah. being very cruel to each other, and it's very weird because it was kind of pseudo-established that they are best friends. Mm-hmm. And I think that says a lot about troll society. Yes. Like, it, it, it's it's normal to be, like, it, it's normalized in this society to just be like this to your friends. Yeah. And, and I kind of hate that. And uh, it kind of goes into, like, the whole establishment of two teams as well. Uh, the need mm-hmm. to make uh, a cooperative game competitive, I feel like also says something about troll society. Yes. Uh, it's not. It, 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 so so far, troll society not good. What's going on? It's pretty brutal. Um, yeah. And there's like a lot of like um, hand waving uh, towards like the like what Kirk, Kirk had aspired to be like an executioner, basically, which is like <laughs> I don't know many kids. Uh, I don't know many kids uh, here on Earth who. Want to be an executioner when they grow up. Yeah. So is that. Uh, something else about this page is it, it does kind of answer a question that may or may not have been lingering uh, with the human session. And it's the question of like how the game came into existence. Mm-hmm. And I feel like with, with the knowledge that the code for the game is the the, the symbols on the walls in the, inside of the temple, uh, that kind of sets up Grandpa to be the 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 creator of the game in the the human session i never think about it that way because because yeah, he did have like heavy ties to to skynet systems right. so uh grandpa was definitely probably the person who translated the symbols and made mm-hmm. the game yeah 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 we can get, we can run with that uh that that theory makes pretty makes a lot of sense um, yeah, uh, we, so we wrap up this whole Carcat Sox dialogue, um, with the, the, they delete their cringe logs, um, 
Carcat uh hears his 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 Lucis uh grumbling from downstairs after he accidentally We didn't even talk about the encryption. Yeah, we, we completely glossed over that. The fact that he has a modus that is recursive and you have to hack it to unlock it is really dumb. It's so dumb and shitty. I like that the moduses at this point are just like making fun of themselves. Yeah. There, there, um, there's a lot of like dunking on the early acts in in Act Five, Act One, and yes. I, I feel like that goes back to like why would you skip the first four acts? You're missing out on a lot of meta humor here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and like a lot of it also kind of works too because like there's those monologues that are interrupted by Carcat uh, wanting to get on with it, and like that works well both as like defining early Carcat and like playing with the the narrative structure yeah. that we expect from Act One, yeah. So it, it's cool. It's 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 neat. Whenever I can tolerate uh, early Car Cat, uh, it's it's enjoyable. Um, but yeah. Um, we move on to another uh a a, a fan favorite here on AHP, and we get introduced to uh Terezi. Let's go. Terezi, Terezi, Terezi. I say Terezi. I feel like I can't consistently. I, I feel like I, 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 I better pronounce it multiple different ways uh, when recording already. Um, but yeah, it's Terezi, Terezi. Um, yeah, she's here. Uh, we get her, her formal introduction. It, her, her room is, is such a visual overload. It is quite something. Um, the, so her interests are listed as uh, she likes dragons, relatable. Um, she likes collecting their scales, which I kind of was like, okay, so dragons are real. Um, cool. Uh, she's got the little plushies, the scale mates. Um, she's a big fan of, uh, LARPing. Uh, more so before she got an accident. Um, and she's most of all a huge fan of prosecution and lawyering. Um, which I, I... I, like, I knew that it was a big part of, like, her, um, and, like, people kind of remember Terezi for, like, this whole prosecution thing, but especially in, like, modern times, like, with the political connotations of, like, being a prosecutor and stuff, I, it, it kind of threw me for a loop a little bit. Yeah. Um, but, uh... Yeah, I don't know. It's a cartoon. It's whatever. Um, unless unless it comes up more and the the political ramifications of Teresi being a prosecutor are are thrown into more sharp contrast. Um, it it, it so another detail from this like about Troll Society is like, uh, there's no defense in on Alternia. Yeah, there's only prosecution. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't I don't want to, like, throw away uh, the political ramifications of things, because, like, I I think that looking at things from their, like, looking at, like, the political uh, implications of a story can be really interesting. Yeah. Um, it's just, like, so- sometimes, every now and then, like, you run into something that's, like, very bad, but you, but, uh, it, it's such, like, a normal thing that you're not sure whether or not it's, uh, like, meant to be very bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to say keep politics out of media. That's not. That's not what that's I'm. That's exactly to what you're saying. Say. You you want apolitical homestuck. Uh, I want white stuff. 
that's a that's a joke. Um, yeah, uh, I want I want to keep politics out of homestuck. I want uh, I, I don't know. I can't even do this joke. It's so stupid. Anyways, um, anyways, uh, the 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 word legislacerators, and we we didn't really go into it with the word thresh-executioners. Uh, the it's it, it's just going more into like how brutal troll society is. Yes. Names of jobs have a lot of implications. Like, yeah, yeah. Legislacerators is probably one of my more favorite puns. Yeah, like uh, in this or like word mashups. It's, but yeah, uh, troll society is pretty fucking brutal. Um, we don't really see a ton of how vicious it is explicitly here, yeah. and that really just kind of I I associate that all. All with like Vriska early on, yeah. Um, okay. So I wasn't sure if that was a false association or not, but uh, it, it it's it's coming. I expect. <laughs> oh lord. Uh, another thing that I wanted to point out that I brought up uh, the first time we 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 met Terezi, um, the her her typing quirk. Uh, I said that there was a reason that that she types with with 413 and i i thought i was mis misremembering but luckily i was not these numbers are associated with with what is called the blind prophets mm-hmm. and i don't think those are ever like elaborated on because i definitely don't remember anything about the blind prophets being like delved into i mean they're elaborated on a lot uh he, like not a lot they're like referenced a lot like Solix keeps referencing them as well in this reading. Yeah. Um. But yeah, there's the the blind prophets. It's a thing. Some some uh thing in troll history, and they they're something to do with four one three. Um. Yeah. Uh. T- uh also, obviously, Terezi is blind. Um. Yes. And she can she smells and tastes her surroundings instead of using braille, which is which is which is neat. Oh, we get this little sequence where she does a little uh, courtroom LARP, um, which I I always found this pretty in- uh, entertaining. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it, Teresi's funny to to watch. Uh, uh, I don't know, LARP a little bit in her in her own. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. In isolation. Um. There's a little thing that I I, I don't know about. I don't. I'm not going to ask about. Okay. On I, okay. I, I I was gonna I was gonna talk about that. I, okay, I'm not okay, I'm not gonna okay. delve into to like to like why it's there. I mean, it's kind of obvious why it's there. It's like future stuff. Um, it, I really appreciate that it's like behind a lock that you can't yeah, go uh, to because otherwise I would have because like I clicked on it because I had to. He, he, here's the problem with how this is set up. I understand why it's set up. I remember why it's set up the way it is. But if if you are a a clever little reader, don't do this. Don't do this. You'll like ruin the story. Um, if if you go to like that locked page and you just notice that it's just a regular page with a page number, and you just mm-hmm. type in the next page number, you get past the lock. And I feel like that's like too. It, it go it goes back to this. I wish that Hussey was clever about the way he coded his website and made it so that these things only appear after a certain page point like with cookies mm-hmm. and stuff but that is future stuff that like doesn't need to be touched by new readers until you get to it naturally 
Forget about it. Yeah, forget about the fact that the the, the pages jump like by five thousand. Like, don't don't look at that. <laughs> yeah. Um. Ignoring it, it, it doesn't does not exist. It's not. Exist. It's not real. Um. Yeah, Tracy does your little uh lawyer LARPing bit. Uh, ritually executes the the scale mate. Um, and throws it outside to hang with the rest of the scalemates that she's, uh, successfully prosecuted. Um, scalemates were, like, a really popular thing back in the day. Do you ever have one? I, I sadly did not have one myself. Uh, I, 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 I told myself that I was going to buy myself one one day when I had the money for it. And Mm -hmm. I bought, uh, one of my friends one for Christmas one year. And then, like, a few months later... They were all out of stock. They took them out of the shop, and then they were never available again. Really? Uh, you can I actually you can get mini no. ones that are like uh, keychains, but the the mm. the full sized ones have never gone back in stock, and it makes me sad. That's really unfortunate. I actually have a uh, uh, like a a homemade one that I got for my friend's Tumblr giveaway when I was like years and years ago. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I do have a, a skill mate. I remember there was a, like, a pattern that you could get to sew one, and so that was, that was pretty neat. I remember a lot of, uh, people had homemade ones as well, before it became, like, an official product. Yeah. Um, not to say that I'm completely against, like, the commercial, like, commercial merchandise, but, like, it, it there's something so much more charming about people making their own skill mates than buying one. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it's definitely more charming, but, like, man, see, seeing that officially produced scale mate it was really high quality and it made me sad that i can never have one <laughs> if if you own your own scale official licensed homestuck scale mate uh send us a picture of uh it. reach out to me i'll buy it off of you i will i will give you a large sum of money <laughs> i don't care if it no, has like that... stains on it actually that'd be kind of questionable uh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh no oh no i don't know what you're spilling on your scale mate Maybe throw it in the washer. Uh, maybe then I wouldn't buy moving it from on. you. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> um. Uh. Okay. So, it 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 we get a tease of Terezi in the medium, um, beating up on enemies. Uh, and then Terezi goes to uh to to pester one of her friends to try to persuade her per- persuade them to join the game. Um, and she eventually settles on uh, arsenic catnip. Um. Soon to be known as Nepeta, Nepeta. How do you pronounce it? I I say Nepeta. No, wait, hold on. How do I say it? <laughs> Nepeta. I I say Nepeta. I think Nepeta feels more natural, but sometimes I just Nepeta slips out. Yeah. I'm talking too fast, but yeah. Um. Yeah, we get our little. We get our first little bit of a uh, of dialogue with the late with the Leo troll. Um, Nepeta. I said to God, I got, I did it again. <laughs> Talk to the peta. Um, it, it mentions before she goes into the pester log that uh, Nepeta really likes to do this little role play thing. Um, and Terezi also participates facetiously, um, which is a little bit mean, maybe. Um, the the way that uh, Nepeta is treated is another was. At least was a big topic of discussion back in the day. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the first. This is the first dialogue we get with her. 
Um, so they do their little their, their little RP thing. Um, I don't know. I am not an RPer. Um, I never really have been. Uh, I don't know if people still do like the asterisks thing with everything when they when they roleplay online. I I feel like from my extremely tangential exposure to it, people have kind of moved for closer towards like the properly written prose approach. Um, there there's still some I I I I, I still see like Twitter roleplay accounts uh oh, that, yeah. that that still do the the asterisks or they use hyphens uh i remember back in back in my day there was a lot of debate over which which was best uh hyphened actions or prose and got got pretty heated some days over, over on yield bucket stuck because there was a lot of disagreements on how to role play uh, <laughs> uh return to return to tradition honestly uh <laughs> asterisk um but but yeah, so yeah, like I said earlier, um, Nepeta is a, uh, a like a kind of a caricature of like role players back in the day, and so this, I don't know, maybe this is lost on some of the on like younger new readers now, um, but at the same time, that the legacy of like, I mean, I mean, we all know the oh well, what's this meme, so like it, it's probably not lost too far on anybody. Yeah. I, 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 I do think that this this pastor log is really cute though. It's pretty cute. Um but yeah. Uh they so they did a little role play, um and then Terezi uh inquires as to whether Nepeta would like to uh join the game and uh play with them. Um to which and this is where like red fl- like sirens start going off in my head. Um, Nepeta responds, uh, that she thinks that she should get permission before joining, um, and they make allusions to a guy that Nepeta is scared of, um, and that she thinks that it would be best to run, uh, run it by this guy first, uh, before doing anything on her own, which is, uh, bad. Yeah. Um... In a in a in a couple pages in a couple hundred pages or less probably we'll get to the guy she's talking about, um, who is Equius, uh, who if you re- if you listen to the end of the last episode you know that I really dislike him, generally, uh, and I I know that people have taught like he's the subject of discourse whether or not he's good, um, but this first allusion to him knowing. The person, like, no, even if you don't know any details, like, this is a giant red flag. Yeah, it, it definitely is. Uh, I, I, I think the this dialogue, it, it comes up a lot when people debate whether Equius, Equius and Nepeta's friendship is abusive or not. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know. I... I definitely see the problems with it. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't remember a lot about that whole thing, and we're not there yet, so... But, um... Th- this... This is... This is bad. If if you have a friend who says something like this, then you get... 
you you uh, you you figure out how to get your friend out of that situation because this is this this sounds really really bad. Yeah. Um. It, it, especially when Terezi uh says like you like you don't he doesn't even live close to you. Um. Like, why are you afraid of this guy? Like, that's that implicates like the physical violence. Like, there's a threat of violence or like some. It, it's it's bad. Uh, I don't. I don't know if I want to um, linger on it for too long, but like it sounds bad. Yeah, it sounds very yeah, bad. Yeah, it does. Uh, yeah. Um, and maybe we do want to linger on it because the next thing is the Gamsey conversation. But thankfully, uh, we've already we've already read that, so we can we can keep going. Um, this is another indicator of like the way that the narrative style has changed. I think where I in an instance of like. Wax one through three. We've just had this whole conversation again. Yeah. Um. But the the narr the narrator is like um. Really, really rushing it along here. Like, Hussey wants to get through this. Yeah. Uh, I I I do think it, it it's kind of evidence of Hussey kind of realizing the medium he's working with, and he doesn't have to like retread everything. He could just put a little link to it. If you need a mm -hmm. refresher, go right ahead. But moving right along, <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah. So, uh, Terezi, uh, and Carcat have another conversation. Um, where Carcat uh relieves her of her role as leader because he's 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 the shit. He needs to be the leader. Um. There's some weird dialogue here about uh Teresi's Lu uh, Lucis. Um, this is one of the weird things about like Act Five, Act One, and how why I feel like it's hard for a lot of people to get a handle on Troll Society is that you get all these things established, but then every character breaks the rules in some way. Yeah. Uh, where Teresi mentioned like explain like based on references um what her Lucis has told her. Uh, but she doesn't have one yet, because she's not allowed to have one yet, because once she does have one, uh, the world will be ending, which is just a really bizarre set of, uh, set of statements. Yeah. Um, there's some weird stuff in this conversation where Karkat is, like, there, there's, like, some weird flirtation in this conversation. What, what are you, what's your take on the... The the car cat offer to move to like have her move in next to him. I I I think that that uh uh Terezi X car cat is one of the worst ships and was too big for its time. It it was way too big, too much hype around it. I'm not feeling it. Kersey was really really popular. Yeah, yeah. Um, car cat is like a like. If Dave is um the most popular character to to ship, Carcat is probably the second most. I would oh, say. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, there there there's you can find fic or art of like every Carcat pairing under the sun possible. Um, I feel I feel bad for the guy. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, the, the, but but there is like flirtation here, and it's really weird and clunky. Yeah. Um, it's not completely inaccurate to how 
13-year-olds uh, might flirt in real life, and it's horrible to read, and I despise it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Um, uh, it, it does a future tease again, where, you know, Karkat's in the medium, um, Terezi's vandalized his house, uh, there's a future pester log, um, there's more terrible flirtation, uh, the, Terezi explains the whole server-client chain, we've seen this before, um, and in this conversation, Karkat kind of takes the Kirk kind of takes like the position that John did before where like he doesn't know anything um and he's just kind of ambling around the game while the rest of the people in his session uh, either withhold information or understand things yeah um which is a little bit of a neat parallel um and uh, specifically it name drops um TA uh let's see T-A, C-A, and A-G is oh. knowing oh. things. <laughs> um, some of some of the more sinister, some of his car cuts more sinister friends. But yeah. Um, yeah, car cut doesn't really know anything, like, at all, going into the game. Like, it's really funny. Like, John, even John knew about the meteors. Car cut doesn't yeah. know about the meteors. <laughs> it's really funny and ironic that, um, Kraken has this obsession with being the leader, uh, and, like, plowing ahead and just knows nothing. Yeah. Just, like, not made any effort to learn about what he's actually doing. Um, yeah, I, I think, I think it's kind of funny that, uh, it, it is funny to me that Karkat, from the beginning, like, he's such an asshole, but his, like, his blind assholery kind of leads him to not, not necessarily, like, fucking up, but not knowing anything. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, we cut back to the past, uh, past, present, whatever timeline we're following. Um, and we see another, we see a fucking frog temple. Uh, they got one too. Uh, um, but this one. This one's blue. This one has six pillars. This one's blue. This one's, this one's blue. And it's got six pillars around it instead of, uh, four. Yes. And it's got a little, like, addendum tower thing coming off the main temple. I don't know how significant that is, but it's there. It's not on the other one. But, yeah. Um, we see the the spooky ghost girl. We see Aradia, um, my favorite. Uh, but right now, she's a spooky ghost, and she's just breaking shit for no reason. Um, it's, it's, it's cool, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but th- she just, she just kind of shows up uh to 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 desecrate this uh sacred this this holy ground um and then cuts away um it teases uh teases the sea dweller teases their favorite troll um <laughs> <laughs> uh finding the the fago that gamsey chucked into the sea earlier um let's see uh it, it rewinds to back before Kark entered the medium um says in plain text that the reason that this house is the giant hole in is because his computer blew up from using Solix's cursed virus. Um, the narrative takes a break to kind of elaborate on, like, troll society a little bit. Yeah. Uh, where it talks about Lucis, it talks about um, how when trolls are born, uh, they basically 
the way that the way that it happens is there are imperial drones who carry around filial pails to receive the genetic material of all of the adult trolls, uh, which are then taken back to the mother grub to combine in one big quote-unquote incestuous slurry uh, that is then fashioned into thousands of eggs of each troll generation. Um, and now you have to talk about the Applebee's video. Okay. <laughs> okay, first of all, I, before I get to the Applebee's video, I just want to say, this lore dump is really awkward. Like, it, it, it really yes. comes out of nowhere, and Hussey very obviously tries to diffuse the awkwardness of it by saying trolls sure are weird, but it just really comes out of nowhere. But uh, the Applebee's video, uh, the, those those who are newer to, to, to the fandom, I, they, they don't really know about it. And I've, I've seen the video get passed around a lot. And a lot of people in the fandom just kind of freak out at its existence because they didn't know about it. Uh, yeah. Dur- during, uh, hmm, I want to say it was like 2012, maybe, sometime. That sounds about yeah. right. Uh, there... A video appeared. It manifested. <laughs> um, it was it was a video of a bunch of troll cosplayers. I I I I think that it's worth noting that like they were all troll cosplayers. I didn't see a single human cosplayer in the video. Uh, but they're in an Applebee's. There's so many of them that they're like at multiple tables. Uh, there's a shitload. <laughs> it's scary. It's so scary. And they're passing around a bucket, and they're all spitting in it. It's, yeah, it's like a paint bucket. It's like this big, clunky plastic thing that, like, you would see at a Home Depot. And it's, it is not a small, it it is not a delicate operation. It is this big old bucket getting passed around between all these tables and an Applebee's. Um, And, and... Yeah, it, it's so bad. I I think it's the Equius cosplayer, who who just 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 does a giant, and then just Ooh. just does the biggest spit into the bucket. And it, I, every time I think about it, I I just want to go to sleep and never wake up. It. I think of the part at the end where like the it looks into the bucket and like my skin crawls. <laughs> I don't like thinking about that. My brain just stops processing like right as it gets to that. Yeah. It. It is it is the cornerstone on which all Homestuck cringe is founded. Yes, the bucket video is it. Ugh. It's weird how it is the alpha and the omega. It's weird how how many Homestuck cosplay videos from back then are just really harmless. Like you you have like the Aridin, well the the now confirmed racist Aridin <laughs> who who goes through the McDonald's <laughs> drive through and orders a water. That like that's really harmless. And you you have like all these videos of like troll cosplayers walking into Walmart. That's fine. But then there's just a standout video of people spitting in a bucket in Applebee's, and it's it is vile. <laughs> it's so vile. Uh yeah, Th- this is uh kind of all founded on like the obsession with buckets as like a, a an object of obscenity in the fandom. Um. And I feel like we just gotta knock this out because I don't, I don't know if it. Well, uh, yeah, it is, but it, it comes up more later. Um, but like, the bucket is a sexual object to a troll. Yeah. And this is the first mention of that, and that, like the like the word gigas, 
was one of those things that was latched on really hard by the more vocal and annoying parts of the fandom. Yeah. And it just became inescapable. Um, uh, buckets in particular, I think the fact that it's it's a sexual object, especially since the vast majority of of Homestuck readers back then were like teenagers and oh, yeah, yeah. sex joke funny and all that. And I feel like it, it ingrained itself more in in like former readers because like uh i know i know a good many people who who stopped reading and haven't touched it in a while but if you bring up a bucket they're gonna make a face they're gonna make a face that's yes. like of obvious disgust and you know you know what's on their mind i do that yeah it's the bucket is eternal it's lasting it's a curse upon everyone it's bad <laughs> I've talked about before, like, the scars left on me and many other people by this comic, and the bucket, I think, is the first one that we've run into uh, that I saw, and it was, like, getting punched in the gut. Um, and it's not the last we'll hear from the from the bucket and the concept of them in general. But, yeah. Um... Yeah. Uh... Troll, lore dump, um, the, the other thing here, um, I don't want to dwell on this too long, uh, but the, the mention of, um, all, like, troll generations all being basically, like, each generation is just the, is just completely intermixed genetic material from the previous one, I've seen, like, people try to cancel Homestuck for yeah. having a society where, for using the term incestuous to describe how the society reproduces, which is really funny to me. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just it's just the way the society works. It's 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 whatever. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the uh, what else? Um, it, it, trolls hatch into little larvae. Uh, which we get to see a bunch of them later, and they're really they're really cute. Yeah. Um, they uh. They they have this whole maturing sequence in caves. They go undergo deadly trials, um, which again kind of tells us more about how brutal troll society is and like what it takes to become, what it takes to get to the point in life that we see all these characters at. Yeah. Um. Uh, they all are they they find Eleusis, um, and they go up to the surface and they build a they build a they build a they build a hive. Um, that was a Thomas Four stutter. Um. And it also mentions that most trolls are, most adult trolls are off-planet, engaging in some imperial con- imperial conquest, uh, which also really, I think, set the stage for something that was really appealing to a lot of fans back in the day, which is that Alternia is basically a planet of teenagers. Yeah. Which is horrible. Nightmare. That's that's probably why it's so bad. Well, I mean, there's other reasons. Yeah. Uh, but a planet full of teenagers, I feel like, would just obviously be nightmare one of the worst places ever not like not only does your society like value like violence and it's incredibly vicious in the way it's structured but you have an entire planet of teenagers like i don't know how anyone manages to make it to adulthood um yeah carcat has a little uh fight with his looses uh, and then it moves on to uh to, to solids um Solix does a little, uh, uh, what is the, is this CSI Miami? Is this what the reference uh, to? Yeah. 
I always forget what crime shit is. I think I misreferenced it earlier on. Uh, like, way, way back. Um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, he goes, yeah. That's a really old meme. Classic shit. Um, we get the, we, the, 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 car, the, uh, I'm gonna say car guy, the, the, the Solix intro fakeout page that really just does a bit of a Dave here. Yeah. Um, it was weird, it, 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 it weirded me out a little bit how much Solix is kind of the, meant to be the Dave, uh, retrain here, even though they share not a lot in common on the surface. Yeah. Um, it teases Nepeta. Uh, narrative kind of does like a oh god no thing, which I don't know, it'd be nice to her. Um, that goes back to Solix to have his actual introduction. I've warmed up on Nepeta a lot over the years. Uh, I, I, I feel bad whenever I know that she gets really gets screwed in terms of the story, oh, yeah. and I feel bad. I feel bad about uh, making fun of her now. Yeah, Nepeta guilt. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we get introduced to Solix proper. Um, He's a big time hacker. He likes computers. He has a com- he has a servers full of bees. Um, he has a, a, one of his defining traits is that he has bipolar mood swings, which is a kind of a loaded thing, and it makes you wonder how this would fly in twenty twenty. Uh, probably not well. Yeah. I mean, uh, hmm, because. On one hand, like, uh, representation is good, and it, you know, um, yeah, I don't really have, I don't really have the, I don't think I have the kit to discuss, like, that generally, but, like, it, it, the way that Solix is kind of introduced is, like, his mood swings and self-hatred are such a defining part of his dialogue. Yeah, uh, I feel like of, of the ways that Solix could have been written with with the fact that he has quote unquote bipolar mood swings. Uh I feel like well, it's not really my place to make the judgment, but I feel like it's kind of handled better than like a lot of other media. I mean, that's a pretty low bar to clear. Though. Yeah. But but the fact that like being bipolar is not just defined by like mood swings, it's specifically like being manic and being depressed, like, I feel like Solix is handled just a little bit better. I don't know. Probably, I mean, probably, like, given that bipolar especially is, like, really used as just the butt of a joke yeah. a lot of the time. Yeah. I mean, here it is as well for a couple things. Like, it's, uh, the part that really kind of screams to me that, like, eh, it's a little bit yikesy is that Solix's whole thing is, like, themed in twos. So, like, he's he's the Gemini, he's got two sets of horns, he's got two different colors, his shoes are different colors, he's got the red and blue, like, all this stuff. And the bipolar just kind of is part of that thing of two, and that strikes me as yeah, really weird. That, that part is yikesy. Mm-hmm. But, um, I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah, like, it's it's not the worst, because Solix is kind of, is, like, a person. And it's not just written, like, purely as a joke, like, as, look, excuse me. as far as the trolls go, um, he, he's, he's pretty humanized, I guess, yeah. uh, which is a lot more than, like, a bipolar joke character gets in a lot of media, but it still doesn't mean that it's necessarily great. Yeah. I've just, I've just never seen 
uh, any complaints be brought up about Solix? I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they have. It's just it. I've I've been in the fandom for a while, and it's just never come up really. Like there are other aspects mm-hmm. of like ableism in Homestuck. Oh yeah. And I don't know. I just feel like if people had a problem with Solix and that aspect of him, it would have been brought up. But I haven't seen it. Yeah. I mean, like we've we lost we gave up counting how many times they use the R word up to this yeah. point. So yeah. like I've oh, that probably uh mitigated a lot of um potential discourse about the how finely Solix's bipolar yeah. uh tendencies are handled. Yeah. Um but yeah, uh so there's there's a discourse for, for Solix there's a Solix discourse today. Um What else about him? Uh He's he's a psychic, um, so he he can hear the screams of the imminently deceased. Um, he has visions of the planet's looming annihilation, um, and he has vision twofold, whatever that means. Um, let's see. Uh, and he can see for now. Um, unlike the blind prophets before him, like another mention of blind prophets. Yeah. Um, and he's also uh. Just now developed a new game adapted via the the code from the temple, um, and he, he believes it to be the salvation of his race. Although he will shortly be proven wrong. Um, he fucks around a little bit, uh, destroys some beehives. Um, he he has no specimens, which is like interesting. Yeah, he has no need for one, but I just think it's interesting. I think it's kind of makes cool, him yeah. stick out more. Uh, yeah, I, li- I I like it whenever a video game gives me a character who uh, doesn't have any equips and just fights with their fists or whatever. <laughs> so this is that's cool. Um, it, it, he can't eat the mind honey. Uh, there's that. Uh, for whatever it's worth, uh, he cannot eat the honey that in in the in the beehives he keeps with the with the computer bees. I don't know. It's a I, there's a lot of things in. In Hive Bent, in like in Alternia storytelling, that are like just two random concepts just mashed together nonsensically, and I think that the 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 Apiculture computers is one of my more favorite ones. Yeah, it's pretty pretty neat concept. I I I I I let out an audible chuckle when I read the word binary. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 kind of dumb, but it's also very funny. Uh, the other, th- the other like weird thing about his room is that, like he has all these games that are like, uh, they're just like grubs, they're, they're like little bugs. They're the game grubs. Yeah, perfect. Um, I troll technology is 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 kind of neat. Yeah. Uh, in how weird and gross it is. Um. So Solix uh begins trolling Terezi to try to recruit her into the game. Um, he, like, there's a, there's a couple references in this, uh, in this fester log to, like, d- previous Dave dialogue. Like, he's being Dave a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, but way more self-deprecating. Um, it, a- again, to the degree that it's, like, difficult to read how much, how much, often he likes going tangents about how much he hates himself. Yeah. Um. Poor guy. Um, 
he talks about uh like saving the saving the troll like saving the troll race um how he sees uh that he that he'll be blinded um the his own death um and then like a weird line about angels um yeah uh he said it says that uh angels are used by paradox space to usher in the end yeah uh that that line is not gonna have any meaning to it for like a long time (laughs) It's it's it seems weird and out of place, but it does eventually have meaning in like like four thousand pages. It caught me super off guard. Like I hadn't even like I was not even prepared to think in like the context of how far forward that comes in. Um, and right now it just seems really weird and out of place. Yeah. Um, and like you would think that it's hinting towards something soon but it's it's not it's it's something far yeah um uh terezi as far as the character things go in this um terezi inquires as to whether uh he thinks that like the horrible prophecies that he likes to talk about um might be a result of how much he about like his own uh self-deprecation um and, like, Solix again kind of clams up and says, like, that's personal, don't talk to me about it. Yeah. So, like, this is another of the weird things about the dialogue on this so far, is that, like, it's very, very aggressive and cruel constantly, but there's also these very straightforward moments of vulnerability that I feel like are not present uh, in uh, Acts 1 through 4. Yeah. Uh, especially with, like, Solix and his, like, mood swings as they're written. It's, it's a little, it's, it's strange. Yeah. Um, Solix is clearly cast as, like, a character of extremes. Um, but they, they end on a bit of a light note where, uh, they, they, they rejoice in the, uh, competition of the game, which I, I thought was enjoyable. Um, we go back to, uh... Aradia just breaking shit up at the temple for no reason. Um, and then we get a conversation between Aradia and uh, Solix. So, joke's on you, John. Um, we got my favorite troll to have dialogue before yours. That's fine. That's fine. Whatever. Uh, the, the the caveat being that this is a uh, ghost Aradia, and it's and she's just kind of weird and emotionless and depressing. Yeah. Um. Even the, so, the the what I kind of thought about this, um, is like to get into it. Uh, they kind of go through um, uh, like Solace is a little bit of self hate. Um, Aradia is really like complacent. It like it, the first thing that it establishes is that she's just kind of okay with things, including like their inevitable failure. Yeah. Um, I think your comment about, like, depression and how Aradia represents, could represent that, uh, really came back to me while reading this, because Aradia early on is very, like, I I can see what you meant. Like, it's a very complacent way of talking, and I can understand, like, when being really depressed and 
just kind of letting life roll over you. Yeah. In a way. Uh, so, yeah, like, but even then, the weird thing about this pester log is that Aradia has a little bit of the jade factor, I feel like, because... Yes. <laughs> yeah. While Solix is so self-deprecating, uh, Aradia is probably so far the most just nice troll we've seen so far. So, even though she's not, like, all she really does is say, like, I would like it if you were happy. Yeah. It, 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 it's it's it, it, it she's like troll jade for a minute i mean That's... i mean i mean it the 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 troll jade factor kind of extends further because uh down the line she starts saying like really ominous like future predictions because yes that's uh it. she says that uh carcat will sow the seeds of our failure a failure which will ironically prove to be mission critical uh mm-hmm. yeah she definitely comes off as troll jade uh, in the weird, twisted troll way. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like, I I'm wondering if maybe one of the reasons I liked her so much when I was younger, and I I still do, is that, like, the, the troll dialogue is overall just so hard to read, and she is very, she's very easy to read. Yeah. Um. The other the other lore thing, um, besides the troll jade factor is there's a little bit of like a troll rose factor going on where she talks about or like they make allusions to her sources of wherever she learns these things and my first thought there of like jump to the the gods of the furthest rain yeah although i don't i don't know if that would make a ton of sense at this point given that they have not entered the game yet although i don't i, I don't know maybe maybe variety of dreams who knows um but through their discussion about how uh, their doom is inevitable, um, which I guess Arati just did not tell Solix before he started shooting the game. Um, Solix is really turned off by this, and he's like, "All right, well, I'm calling off the game. I don't want to. I don't want this shit to happen. Um, it's bad." Uh, and Aradia just basically says, "I'm coming over," and then stops talking, which is really threatening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Arati is funny. I like Aradia. Um But yeah, uh there's next there's a rapid fire conversation between uh Solix and Terezi and then Solix and Karkat. Um Uh Solix basically says to Terezi, hey we're not I'm calling the game off. Um stop recruiting, uh which Terezi says it's too late, Karkat's already the leader. Looks he threw a tantrum about it. Um Carcat, well, Solix tries to tell Carcat that the game is off. Um, Carcat takes very poorly to this, and this is the biggest like, Jesus Christ, Carcat is a fucking asshole moment. Yeah. Uh, where he takes this as such an affront to his giant ego and his leadership skills that he, uh, he categorically categorically objects to stepping down. Um, and as an attempted own on Solix runs his virus to try to show him that it sucks and it won't do anything. And unfortunately the virus does do something. Uh, it blows up, uh, Karkat's computer and it places a curse on him and everyone he knows. Um, so yeah, uh, 
I was never really clear on whether, like, Solix's virus was, like, the cause of why everything goes to shit, everything just had to go to shit, or, like, how that all plays together. Yeah, the, the, there's a lot of questioning on where the origin point of everything going to shit is, and, yeah. and I feel like there is no origin point, it's just all cyclical, and part of Paradox Space. Yeah. But Solix, Solix running a virus that, like, just curses you forever is, like, a very, um, I don't know what word I would use, uh, very amusingly straightforward representation of how everything just goes to shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it dooms all of the trolls' lucises to die, um, the, and the narrator elaborates that, uh, Whenever each of them get into the game, their sprites are prototyped with a dead Lucis. Um, besides one. Uh, and all the uh, sprites are only prototyped once besides one. Um, yeah, it, the, the, the narration here is getting really clunky, I feel like. In, it, it's sometimes, like, you can tell that Hussey does just want to get this all out of the way. Like said yeah, earlier. yeah. Um... And it's it's weird that it does that because we see so little of the trolls' actual session, from what I recall. Yeah, like it's it, yeah. Um, I feel like he really wanted to like tell the story of the troll session, but probably realized that like that would be too big of a too big of a thing to do because like if all of Act Five, Act One were like the troll session it'd be a lot bigger than it is now and yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it, it, it i think i've mentioned before like my my kind of like nerdy desire to see like a full game of suburb played i think we've talked about this yeah but like it, it i would love to see it um but a 12 player session would just be it too much yeah it'd be a nightmare the thing you would actually you would just want to play a video game of it not like, read a Let's Play of it, basically. Yeah. Um, Solix bemoans how stupid of an idea it was to send Carcat that virus, and he decides to uh, delete all of his other viruses, uh, just, just in case. And then we get a real fucking weight dropped on us. Okay, but uh, be before we get to that weight, uh, me, me, us being computer computer scientists... This is about his uh, VI. This is, yeah, this is about VI having two eyes. I I saw that and I got really mad as well. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, it it may anybody anybody who's not a giant nerd. Uh, VI is a really popular or common like built-in editor. Uh, in 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 Linux. Um, and uh, but normally it's VI, and so Solix is just VII, and I saw that and I got really pissed off. Yeah, it, it makes me wonder, uh, cause, cause VI is short for Vim, and, uh... No, it's not. Yes, it is. V Vim is a, Vim is like a fork of VI. It is? A, like a clone of it. Yeah. Bro, what are they teaching me at college? Everyone, all of my am... professors said, just kept referring it to, as Vim. It's basically the same thing. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of computers just have Vim installed and it, VI just goes to it, but it's, it's not, it, 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 VI existed first. Um, text editor, text editor discourse aside. Anyways, it makes me wonder if, if, if that's just the name of it in Troll Society, or if Solix had to create 
like his own version of it, just to adapt to his quirk. I like to imagine that Solix did actually just alias uh, VI with VII. Um, also, uh, I, I guess that kind of leads into the question uh, that a lot of people have, I think, played with or used to play with that how voluntary troll quirks are. Um, because, like, we see earlier, like, Gamzee, like, forces himself to type all lowercase, uh, and he says this doesn't feel right. Yeah. Um, but I think there's, like, other things, like, I think at some point it it's established that the reason that Tavros types the way he does is that he tries to seem, like, uh, for, like, cooler than he is by using caps lock. Yeah. But he just uses correct punctuation and fucks it up. Yeah. Uh, so some trolls have, like, an explanation as to why they type that way, like, it's voluntary, but then, it, like, a lot of the others just not explained. I remember, I remember, it, this is probably not as hot of a topic anymore, but some people would like to talk about, like, the, the compulsion to type in a certain weird way. And that, of course, led into some fans deciding that they should develop a typing quirk, and that was always really annoying. Yeah. Don't do that. It's, it's, it yeah, sucks d- to d- read. Definitely don't do that. <laughs> yeah um but onto the actual bombshell on this page um there is some virus that Solox did not write uh, that he imported from an obscure server running on far far beyond uh, Alternia's network um that is th- this application is always running on that server and what the application does is at the death of the universe um, the loop terminates, and it summons an in, an indestructible evil demon with that can travel through time. And whether or not he's summoned, or when he's summoned, doesn't really matter, because uh, he can travel through time. It's a formality, and he is already here. Yes, it's a lot. It is a lot. It's it's a big bombshell, and it it, it still kind of plays into the fact that like. The, the narration in this is really awkward and a lot of information is being dumped. Uh, yes. But this is probably the biggest thing to come out of Act 5, Act 1. Probably. Yeah. Um, it, I, I'd for, I, I, it just completely slipped my mind that this was here. Like, that within the first 100 pages you basically get the, the foreshadowing of the, the main villain. Yeah. I guess it's supposed to say. Um, yeah. Uh, especially the addendum that, like, the the virus is essentially formality, and he he is already here. Yeah. Has become such a popular refrain in the comics to refer to this villain. Um, yeah, so that that's, that's pretty big. Um... I don't know why I didn't just end the reading here, honestly. It's it's a pretty cool note to go out on. Instead, we have to go out on fucking Tabros. <laughs> <laughs> I considered ending it here, but I was like, nah. <laughs> yeah, the, so the last couple pages of this reading, um, we go we go up, um, we see uh, Solix's, like, a p- cool apartment, which I which I like. Um, I like the... the that they have these just giant rods that they build st- the hives on the outside of. I think that's neat. Yeah. Um. We can see the meteor starting to fall. Uh, Karkat's already in the game. Um. So, Alternia's demise at this point is it, their its fate is sealed. Yeah. Um. We see a 
Aradia has arrived at Solox's place. Um, I don't know. I think it's really funny that she basically just said, like, hang on, I'll be over in a minute, and now she's here. Um, the perspective swaps, uh, we get a Kanaya tease, uh, with her, with a chainsaw standing on her big grub lucis. Um, it, it zooms out to, uh, the, the big desert that she lives in with another frog temple with another little weird, like, tower on a tower sticking out of the main thing. Yeah, and this, this temple's red, as opposed to the one that yes, was blue. Yes, this one's red. Yes. And uh, then we get to the last page of the reading, which I groaned, which is the Tavros bedroom <laughs> shot. Um, uh, I can't ape on him. To, I don't know if I can ape on him too. We're wearing socks and sandals because you know he is in a wheelchair, but like <laughs> every detail of this. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. I'm really mad at you that you decided to end it oh, here, it, and it, <laughs> so that we have these last couple pages and not like on the Lord English team. Man, trust me, I I did it again for the next reading. Just <laughs> oh, I fucking hate you. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah. Uh, we're we're in Act Five now. Um, we're in it. What do you, what do you think so far? Um, as we've said multiple times, the narration is like way clunkier than I remember. Uh, yeah. It there's like this weird desperation to it of Hussey trying to build, just just do world building as quickly as possible, and I don't know why he didn't take his time with it. Yeah, like you can tell he's anxious to get to the part where the two stories start to intertwine. Yeah. Um, and I don't know why, because he has talked about how much he would have liked to show more of the troll session, but. Uh, it's just so rushed right now. Yeah. Um, from the weird, like, how much it hops around in time to show their time in the medium, like, uh, the skipping over the pester log and stuff, it's it's just bizarre. Um, like, all the interject, like, all the, the lore dump interjections. Yeah. Um, something that's interesting about, like, the lore stuff is, like, Obviously, like, the trolls were really popular, and Alternia was, like, people, like, people made fan trolls, like, so the world building was a really big part of interest. And I think that, like, we got a lot, like, a pretty high percentage of the world building that we get about Alternia, like, in this region, yeah. I want to say. See, the thing is, I think the world building of Alternia is really good. There's a lot of good concepts in it. It's, yeah. It's just, I, I, I completely forgot how, like, unnatural it's given to us. Yeah. Um, is it, like, elaborated on more in, like, the Pester Quest stuff? Um, or the uh, Friends, Friends, Friends Sim, I guess? Friends Sim, uh, definitely delves a lot more into Troll Society, because, uh, the character you play as kind of just wanders the streets of Alternia, and mm. Hive Swap Act 2 is definitely going to, like, cover a lot more of that as well, because, I mean, you play as a human stuck on Alternia, so, uh, there, yeah, Troll Society. It's interesting. Yeah, but right now it's kind of like, it's just yeah, yeah. I I, I mean I, I I'm I'm liking it. I'm but the this is maybe the first time that I'm gonna say that I don't know if I like this as much as I hoped I would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. I think a lot of it has been neat. Uh, but between the um, 
the between how difficult it is to read these characters being like so viciously cruel to one another um and like how janky a lot of it is like it's a very mixed bag for me for like one of the first times i think yeah uh my enjoyment of it is kind of kind of stunted by the fact that like not much is really happening right now uh mm. it's kind of just covering what we've done already with the humans aside right. from this 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 virus that has been introduced to us like that's like the one thing that kind of stand out everything else is just what we did with the humans just in a different society and yeah. I, I i know it's going to get more interesting because we're going to get into like the story arc of of like my um, my favorite character and your favorite character and how those characters are <laughs> how they interacted with one one another and i know that's like the best part of act five act one. Oh yeah yeah for sure but it's it's just right now nothing much is going on yeah um what was i gonna say uh like on one hand i kind of wish that uh it, it's weird because i think that what really kind of holds it back right now is that a lot of the conversations so far have been about like the game and uh just directly like the fate of troll society yeah like right out the gate and on one hand, I kind of wish that it had taken more time to just kind of establish the characters a little bit more. But at the same time, I don't know if I could have handled 300 pages of the characters, like, uh, of, like, Sox and Karkat ripping into each other like yeah. that. And it's, like, the, the the way the story is, like, talking about the game, like, I understand that we're, we're, we're viewing it from the perspective of these characters and how they handled it, but it the, the way it's, like, going about it, it's, it's kind of like, hmm. The the best thing I can compare it to is the 2014 Godzilla movie, and and how it, it you you watch the movie you you know what Godzilla looks like, but it it teases Godzilla, it like you see a foot, and then you see a tail, yeah. and 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 a lot a lot of people and you're like I know what Godzilla looks like, bro. Show me Godzilla. Yeah, like it it, it does these constant cutaways. And a lot of people don't like that because it's like, I know what Godzilla looks like. I, I'm here for the, the big lizard. Show me the big lizard. But mm. it's like, it's 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 it's, it's just kind of beating around the bush about it. Yeah, and it, it kind of has to because we have to establish all these wacky characters. Yeah. Um, But I, I do kind of wish that it handled it a little bit more like uh, Acts 1 through 3 did because, like, we didn't get the Jade intro until Act 3. And... We had plenty of suburb happening before then. Yeah. Um. So I feel like yeah, like Axe One Through Three definitely like more deftly handled this, but they have a they did have a much smaller set of characters. Yeah. To be fair. Yeah. Um. So what are we? What are you setting us up to read next? Um. Week? Next week we are going to read to page two thousand two hundred and ten, another one hundred and ten pages. Keep keeping it light because there's still a lot of dialogue. Yeah. So that's that's twenty two ten. And a lot of that, I imagine a lot of that's going to be Tavros dialogue, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, it's beginning. Uh... <laughs> All right. Um... Yeah, I don't know. Um, I feel like we we went on a lot of tangents this time around. Yeah. Um, but uh, but uh, listen, get used to it because like there's a lot of tangent material uh, in Act Five. Oh yeah. 5. Um, At some point, we got to talk about think... the the Sharpie bath. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, classics of game. Um, I guess we'll... (laughs) 
God, Homestuck cosplayers are so stupid. We're so <laughs> stupid. Um, uh, kids, if you're going to paint, if if you want a shortcut painting your skin gray, uh, for a troll cosplay, do not do it by bathing in Sharpie ink. It is very bad for you. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna suggest that on that though that we take it to the close. How do you yeah. feel about that? Yeah, I, I I think we're done with this episode. Uh, you've been listening to a Homestuck podcast. I am John. You sure have. I'm Aiden. Uh, shout out, shout out, listeners. Shout out, Alex. Uh, love you all. You're all doing a great job at listening, and Alex, you're doing a great job at editing. Uh, Very much. Uh, yeah. That's that. See you next. See you week. next week. Bye. Bye.